All right. Welcome to the first of many Central London Weightlifting Coach Shorts. Uh, I'm aware of how that sounds, but essentially the aim for these videos is to take the concept of our coaches roundtable that we currently offer to our members and to a wider audience of people who watch it on YouTube and to offer some more kind of bite-sized videos that offer to seek information um, or provide information for one specific subject in that video. So with that being said, this will bring us on to our first topic. And the first topic that we are going to discuss is the importance of having a coach. So this idea came to me when obviously I read a lot of articles uh, and a lot of books from many, many great coaches and just a couple that I'll list off people like Bob Takano, people like Dave Spitz, Greg Everett, Stu Martin, Adam Warwicker, Christian McPhee have all kind of shaped the way that I will program and the way that I will coach, obviously among others. Um, the one common theme that I noticed among these coaches is that they do all the same thing with their athletes, whether they see it or not. Uh, and these coaches are some of the best because they're adaptable to any given situation that they're lifter might find themselves in and what they wouldn't do is try and sell their method to you and say this is the best way to coach weightlifting um, and this is not for example the reality is their method is different from yours but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's better I've met coaches in the past and I'm sure that I'll meet plenty of coaches in the future who appear to assert a lot of dominance when it comes to meeting other coaches or when they're talking or coaching to their lifters. But let's be honest, um, you could have the best program in the world, but if no one will listen to you or follow what you're saying, it's not going to make anyone better. So our role as a coach is to guide and to mentor individuals, not to tell you as an athlete that I'm better than another coach because honestly lifters or just athletes in general don't really care how good you are um, they only care how much you want them to succeed they care how much you care um, before we go any further I never claim to be the best coach and I know that I'm f far from a great coach um, I'm a coach that cares about my lifters and about the people who give me the respect to listen when I try and help them. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it might not. The difference is, as a coach, you're aiming to seek the most important values that your athlete in front of you requires to make them better, whether that be strength, power, confidence, technical. It's all individual and it comes down to that individual athlete. And what I mean by that is that a coach is not just there to write you a program and to say, here you go, follow this, come back in four weeks. A coach is there, isn't just there, sorry, to tell you what you're doing wrong uh, and what you're doing right. Uh, and what I say in this YouTube video is nothing new. There's no special source, there's no magic pill. And I'm sure that most coaches out there will agree that being a coach is hard. It takes a lot of effort. And above everything else, you're required to put your athlete, or at least your athlete's needs, well before your own. Um, it's a fairly selfless profession, and I do say that with the most humbleness that I can, and I'm sure that most coaches will understand that being an athlete is hard, yes, but managing an athlete um, who is striving to better themselves requires something a little bit more. Um, they've essentially said they've placed their lives in your hands to some extent, and they've gone, you need to help me. So how can we kind of frame 
um, the importance of having a coach or at least sell to someone um, why it's important to have a coach. I gave this a lot of thought and this is mainly from my personal experience. And I concluded that coaches should be defined by these roles, which I'll expand on in a second. So first and foremost is being a teacher. Um, secondly, they should be a leader. Thirdly, or at least third to bring them on, they need to be a manager to some extent. And then lastly, but I think most importantly, they always need to be a mentor. Now, if we kind of delve a little bit deeper into those topics, and I'm aware that I want to try and keep this short, I'm going to try and keep it around 15 minutes. So first of all, being a teacher, when you first start working with an athlete, youth or adult, our role primarily is to teach the athlete. You teach the athlete how to properly snatch, how to properly clean and jerk. Obviously, this is weightlifting specific, being from a weightlifting club. You teach the athlete how to conduct him or herself outside of the gym, but also in the gym. Also teach the athlete the process of training, the whys and the hows of what they do. You teach the athlete how to compete, um, how to fight and push through adversity. Uh, and, and I think this is the most time consuming and labor intensive stage of coaching, but it's also probably the most important foundational step because you're laying the foundations for that athlete's success in the future, which brings us on to being a leader. First of all, why do we need to be a leader? Well, whenever I was growing up without going into too much depth, um, I would always look up to people, whether it be people on my rugby team, American football team, coaches that I had, um, and they always led by example. So as a coach, first and foremost, we need to lead by example for our athletes. How do we conduct ourselves in and outside of the gym? How do we act? How do we talk? How do we dress around our athletes, especially around youth athletes speaks volumes. Our professionalism as coaches or, you know, potentially lack thereof will rub off on our athletes. And so to that extent, your athletes are a direct reflection of yourself. Are you able to inspire your athlete and keep them motivated and hungry to continue their growth? Um, a strong leader should be able to inspire athletes by what they can make of their, of themselves. It's not just their lift. It's what they can do personally outside of everything else that matters. Um, so again, you want to lead by example. If you do something, your athlete is most likely going to try and replicate what you do. This brings us on to the third point. So being a manager, as an athlete matures and develops, the role of a coach develops just like the athlete. And it usually will transition into sort of a manager, more of a role. Um, and what I mean by that is I'm hoping that most coaches would agree that during an athlete's career, you develop a relationship and a trust strong enough um, so that you, you've allowed the, laid the foundations of proper technique. The athlete is dialed into your system and your way of coaching, how you operate, what you expect, all of that. Um, and at this point, the athlete should have some say in how their training goes. Uh, and they should know how you recover, how we're training, why we're doing this. So you almost sort of take a step back a little bit and you allow that athlete to regulate themselves and become self 
not so much self-selective, but you're putting the responsibility on that athlete for their development as much as you are trying to develop them as well. And what this means is that uh, at this point, the athlete should, like I just said, have some say in the way that their training goes. Training is still structured by you, obviously, um, the coach, um, and you still have a final say, but there should be more autonomy. And at this point, they've earned it. They've earned the respect, they've earned the trust, so they should have more autonomy. This brings me on to the last point. So being a mentor, um, the reason why I've left this till last is I think that although being a teacher is probably the most time-consuming, I believe that being a mentor is the whole part of the package. So it's the most important thing from the very start of picking up an athlete to potentially if that athlete leaves you or if they decide to stop the sport whatever it might be and even even after that you know and I'll go into this in a second to me being a mentor is the the very top the pinnacle of the pyramid the pinnacle of coaching having an athlete um, confide in you or, or ask for advice on matters that might not pertain to weightlifting laugh with you cry with you tell you about family tell you about relationships whatever it might be um it will hopefully create an everlasting bond between you and that athlete that lasts well beyond that athlete's competitive career um so although you're mentoring them through their competitive career the relationship that you're trying to develop is not just a relationship that is beneficial to their performance it's beneficial to them as humans as they progress through their life and obviously i spoke about that just a second ago when i said that even if they quit weightlifting you're still going to be there for them as a mentor and how do i phrase this when this means like let's say when a mentor admires you um as a mentor sorry as an athlete admires you as a mentor um you've done a good job regardless of the numbers this means that you've made an immense and a positive impact on that person's life it's the most powerful thing that we can accomplish as coaches i i think and ultimately i think this is something that we should strive more towards um in all honesty this is the reason i got into coaching in the first place the impact that we can have in a person's life is you know, it's leaps and bounds among anything else that we might be able to potentially do, in my opinion. That's why I've left it till last. I think it's the most important part. So kind of to, to cap this off, I want to finish on this point. Um, I've seen a rising number of coaches go towards online training, online coaching. And personally... I've got absolutely no issue with that whatsoever. And actually I've seen plenty of athletes be coaches, be coached successfully purely from an online sense, purely from an online perspective. Um, but this is, a, this is very far and few between. I've not seen it run that successfully in everybody, but you know, there are some cases where it's, it's very, very good. And the thing that really, the reason why I wanted to leave this till last is the thing that really grinds my gears or really annoys me is when it's not done properly and coaches think that it's almost like a cop-out that it's easier that you're going to save time by doing it online and make more money um and i would actually argue that it's the complete opposite it's much harder to coach someone else um to coach someone online especially if it's done properly 
<laughs> like I just alluded to, um, you can't observe that person on a day-to-day basis. Uh, you know, it, it can be harder to correct issues if and when they arise without speaking to that athlete daily or observing their mood. It's difficult to know how they're responding to the training that you're actually giving them online. Um, and going back to the points that I made about being a teacher, being a leader, being a manager, and most importantly, being a mentor, do you see yourself doing all of those points whilst coaching someone online? If you can answer yes to that, that's perfect. But I would argue that most, most people would say probably not. But why is that? I, I believe that the, four, the key to these four roles um, is communication and trust, which I firmly believe can't be gained in a purely online sense. Unless, obviously, like I just alluded to just seconds earlier, it's done well. So I guess to cap this off, um, or at least to finish, this is more aimed at, I guess, aspiring coaches, people who want to get into the industry or people who are looking to do level ones, level twos. The first thing that I would suggest is experience coaching people in a customer-facing role where you have a coach who is developing you with chatting to any kind of athlete whether it be elite or however your club runs whether it be you know coaching new people because you get a really wide broad range of being able to communicate between people who are just coming into the sport and people who have been in the sport for a long period of time um and the reason i say this is that you're able then to figure out how best to help that client or that athlete however you run your club your coaching isn't about money as you'll probably find the longer you're you're in coaching um it's about making that person who's right in front of your eyes better than they are or better than they were yesterday or, or last week or last year it's not just about making them a better athlete it's about making them a better human so that will cap off uh, the first bite-sized video. Thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and our Instagram at um, Central Under Weightlifting, and there'll be plenty more of these to come. Any questions, shoot it in the email. I'm not very good with all this technology stuff, or just send us a DM and we'll answer your questions.